Good evening, and welcome to another episode of Absolute Rounds. I am your host, Darth Batman, and joining me is a very special guest, um, Matt Wood. Uh, hey, don't it, be using special, man. You're going to be setting people up for some serious disappointment here. Okay, a not normal guest host. <laughs> there you go. Um, and if I correct me if I'm wrong, you are actually a like writer, quote unquote, for Dogs by Nature, the website. Yeah, in in kind of title only. I haven't done anything in so long. And plus, uh, the guys we have now are so talented. Uh, I should say men, men and women. Uh, Andrea's fantastic as well. So I'm, I'm, I, I can still say that technically, but I haven't done anything in a hot minute. That's for sure. Well, you have the you have the right to ban people if you needed to. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll yeah. leave that. You are an admin at the website, so uh, uh, we'll go with that. You, you clean up the stuff that I don't want to read about, and I appreciate that. You are a hero <laughs> to me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm about that life. So, uh, well, what we're gonna do uh, the show? Let's 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 talk a little bit about the Lions game. So once again, we we lost. Um, it's been the same thing for nine weeks so far, but we did see um, vast improvement, at least offensively, at least that in my mind. Uh, what do you think on that? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's it, it's so weird, like how this year has gone. Like if the Lions game had been like week two after the Steelers game, I would be head over heels for this season. It's just. The ups and downs of this season have been so odd, but you're right. There was a lot to like out of this Lions game. I thought it was probably Kaiser's best game. Uh, I, I like the Pittsburgh game as well, but at least the first one from him. Um, but they were, you know, there were more goods than bats. Detroit's a good football team. Yeah, I, yeah. And I mean, God, can you imagine how good Matthew Stafford could be if they actually put – a decent running game together. I mean, it's something like, you know, I, you go back and I don't know how long you've been like really closely following the Browns. About 15 a year. Okay. So like this, that Lions running game was like William Green before William Green era Browns bad. Okay. I mean, it's, what is it? It's like 34 games or something in a row. They haven't had a hundred yard rusher. Yeah. How yeah. is that possible? Uh, well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you would think they would uh, invest a little bit more in their running game. And, yeah, uh, and Abdullah was great at Nebraska. I mean, that dude has crazy quickness. How did that dude not, like, spring one for, like, 70 yards and you not find 30 other yards in a game? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hilarious how poorly they run the football. That is true, but they did kind of eat us up a little bit because I think we were banking on the fact that they had no running yeah. game, and they were able to use a running game on us, and it hurt. No, no, and it, you're right. That that's kind of something I kind of took away from it because going into this, if you go back and look at the uh, the dogs by nature, we all see, we always do weekly predictions. Yes, and the one thing we all kind of at least the writers of DBN kind of did is this matchup isn't good because the Lions don't run the football. Yeah. Well, I, I think this kind of goes back to the coaching aspect of the Browns. I, it's why I've been so disappointed in the coaching this year. Is I think the other team zigged when we thought they would zag. And we didn't really adjust to it until it was probably too late. Um, and then, it, and looking back on it, you kind of wonder if the Lions kept us in the game, even though they were successful with it. If they came out and Matthew Stafford had thrown the ball fifty-five times, I think they would have won the game by twenty-five. 
I just I, I, I think Matthew Stafford's really underrated still. I know he's the highest played player in the NFL, but I think a lot of people think he is not as good as he really truly is, especially when you look at that roster. That line, offensive line's okay. Obviously no run game, and then I don't think Golden – I hate Golden Tate. <laughs> uh, not personally. I mean, he may be a great dude, but I just – like not those wide receivers – yeah, you know, I mean, like, he's one of these guys that every game you look up, you're like, how does this dude have 85 yards? It's you the know, yards he, after he, catch. That's yeah. his, that, that's that's where you get he gets you every single time. He'll catch. He may only have five receptions, but he's gonna run five, ten, twenty yards on you right after he gets the ball, and yeah. that that's why they keep him. And I thought, you know, Marvin Jones would be the, you know, he comes in red hot. They don't even throw to him. Uh, shout out to my fantasy team right there who took your crap <laughs> on me there. Of course. And, uh, of course, uh, a weekly tradition, unlike anything other, a tight end scores against the Browns. And I it just – but I, you take it as a whole, uh, it was – like I said, if that would have been week two, I think we would have been thrilled about it. But it was such a almost – outlier of good performance it's almost impossible to believe well at this point in time well i have a theory behind this and, and you may think I, it's a crackpot theory but uh um, hey, i'm down i'm always down for some wild <laughs> stuff man go, you you go back two games the tennessee game uh kaiser up until those two interceptions that got him pulled from the game kaiser looked like a legitimate rookie quarterback on his on his feet uh yeah and then you go to the uh, Vikings game. He looked like a legitimate uh, rookie quarterback again. The only difference was he was throwing those quick slant pass or those passes behind the line of scrimmage, mainly because of uh, the Vikings defense. I think the Vikings game was more the way they were throwing him the ball like that was more of them scheming because specifically for that. So I right. personally, I think this isn't an outlier. This is just them finally getting a real game plan going that's supposed to help him instead of hinder him like weeks two through six were and he's just building on that um maybe sunday he'll come out there and lay an egg and i'll be completely wrong but at least i like to think that was what's going on with this uh offense now i'll be real if he if he i my expectations are sunday are insanely low I, I actually predicted the browns score three points on sunday and there's a little i think he'll come back to earth a little bit from the detroit game kaiser will um and, and i see what you're saying about scheming the offense i just i can't give hugh jackson any credit anymore at this point in time uh, i think you're probably right i just i'm too stubborn and i'm too far down the line here uh i, I gotta stick with it no 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 no, I, no I completely understand <laughs> you uh, know what i mean uh, i mean um I, the the rest of the season prior to that even even though he had a decent game for the Pittsburgh game I still wasn't a fan of the uh uh um uh uh play calling per se on yeah. that um because pretty much 99% of the time when you get a rookie quarterback out there you put some kid gloves on him you you give him some safe outs uh, and it seemed like Hugh just like just launched the ball down the field as much as you can anytime you can. Don't run the ball. Don't run with it either. Just launch the yeah. ball. And I hope you know our wide receivers because they're so great can catch the ball. <laughs> oh, God. 
Don't even get me thinking about those wide receivers. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, it's all kind of, it's a chicken or the egg type situation, I think, for me. It's, would this offense be better with a better play caller? Yeah, I do. Would this play calling be better with better players? Yeah, I I think that's a valid argument, and I think that's, you know, you can kind of see the the lines being drawn in this giant battle of, Team Sashir, Team Hugh, especially in the media, you see it. I think you're seeing it not nearly as much on Dogs by Nature, but other Cleveland Browns websites, uh, Twitter, and all, all that stuff. Yeah. But getting back to it, I do think you're right. I, I, I actually appreciated what Hugh Jackson did earlier this year in kind of throwing Kaiser into the fire. That is always been my preferred way to handle a quarterback. Find out if they can handle it. But when a quarterback is not handling it as a coaching staff, you need to put guys in positions where they can be successful. You've got to give them little victories. And when I've talked to coaches, not only in high school in college in upper college levels, and, and I've had the opportunity to talk to a couple NFL coaches before we forget sitting on our couches, drinking beer on a Sunday how much confidence really does play a role in it? Now, I know everyone's going to say is, well, you know, if, you know, Kaiser's confidence is ruined by benching, he sucks anyways. And I think there's a little validity to that. But I also do think that there is something to Kaiser going out there and having a strong first drive versus Kaiser going out there and going 0 for 3 and having a 3 and out. Yes. I, I think that's just human nature. But we forget about it when we see, you know, guys like a Drew Brees yeah. who can go over three and then turn around and do it. Not everybody's Drew Brees. No. So when Kaiser was struggling at the start of the year, I do think the coaching staff failed him, A, not only in maybe adjusting what he could do, maybe adjusting his expectations, but the benching of him and all that stuff. And that was the Browns have handled Kaiser as poorly as I ever remember a Browns coaching staff handing a rookie quarterback. And that's saying something. Yeah. Because I think I think the Browns mismanaged Brady Quinn. I think they mismanaged Johnny Manziel. Now before everyone freaks out, I'm not saying either one of those guys would have been <laughs> quarterbacks. I, and trust me, I, I I get the Johnny Manziel stuff thrown in my face once a week and fine, I'll wear that. But I do think the teams have handled it poorly. Now you look at Philadelphia and what they did for Carson Wentz. He comes out of the gate, he plays lights out, then he struggles mightily. Mm-hmm. This offseason, they did things for him. And that coaching staff this season has done so much for him. They've put him in positions where he can succeed. They've put players that uh, highlight his strengths. And, and this is all kind of, uh, uh, you can't do that in one year with Kaiser, I get that. But does anyone feel like the Hugh Jackson-led coaching staff right now will do that for Kaiser? I don't. So for him to kind of have these little baby steps during the season is is really a good sign. This kind of gets back to the Detroit game. I really like what we saw out of him. I like what we saw against that defense. I mean, Detroit with Slay and some of those other defenders that they have has a really good football team. They didn't have uh, uh, Ziggy Ansah, which I kind of wish they would have just to kind of maybe get a little bit more of a litmus test, Yeah, especially yeah. against this pass rush against Jacksonville coming up here. But y- you have to be pleased with it. 
But I, I've seen some people who are like, well, you know, if he plays like this the rest of the way out, we don't draft a quarterback. No, I, that's that to me is cuckoo talk. We, we got to draft a quarterback no matter what, at least in, in my eyes moving forward. I'm part of one of those people that are drinking the Kool-Aid on the not. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I know. It, 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 and 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 uh, um, because I'm going to give Hugh some benefit of the doubt because he did lose Corey Coleman. Not saying Corey Coleman is the savior or anything, but if you go back to the preseason and even that week one, Coleman seemed to be his primary target. Coleman could sure. catch the ball. Coleman can you know move with the ball. Uh, once he lost Coleman, he didn't have that safety net as a wide receiver. Not saying Coleman is you know the next um, Randy Moss or whatever you want to call him, uh, but Coleman to Kaiser to Coleman was a thing that we were all excited about in the preseason, and then we lost him week two, and all of a sudden everybody's just like, Kaiser's bad, horrible, 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 bad, 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 bad. Yeah. And it's like, okay, look at who we had behind Coleman. We had Britt, who, well, single-handedly pretty much gave away a game or two because of just his incompetence at, at his position. You have Lewis, who can catch Luis or whatever. He can catch a ball every once in a while. Uh, Higgins, who was on the team, then off the team, then on the team. Uh, you pick up Treggs. Uh, we saw Casey Williams a game who managed to miss his route and cause an interception because of it. Uh, RIP for him. We had Leslie who uh, was looked good, then got injured. We, we, uh, the camp fan favorite. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. I, and, and I mean, really, you had all these guys switching around, and nobody's getting any. I mean, the only stability was Kenny Brett's going to go out there and suck. That was the only stability on that wide receiver. Uh, now we're getting uh, Corey Coleman back uh, this week, which I'm excited about. And we're going to get your boy back here in about a week or two. Uh, he starts practice Monday. Thank God. Free Josh Gordon. Uh, I'm you bet. In my, my, my mind, if we can get Coleman and Gordon out there and Kaiser, maybe not even lighting it up, but, you know, he's playing solid quarterback, even just slightly above game managed running, where we're running the ball uh, at least, you know, 40% of the time, if not more. And he's getting that ball out there. He's not throwing the red zone interceptions. And I'm not even asking him to throw 20 interse- or twenty touchdowns a game or whatever. Uh, if he can keep, you know, maybe a touchdown or two a game, not turn the ball over, maybe run it. And that's the thing is people forget. Sorry, I'm sidetracking. He's also running oh. the ball in uh, for, for a touchdown. So, yeah, he has four passing touchdowns. But he also has four running touchdowns at the same time. So, I mean, granted... You know, you want to see him throwing that ball in the end zone more because that's what quarterbacks are supposed to do. But, you know, a running touchdown is worth as many points as a passing touchdown in my mind. So, yeah. But if we can keep that going and we look, I mean, say we're scoring 20 some points a game for the next, for, for most of the seven games that we play, 21 or more points other than maybe a game or two because, you know, it's going to happen where we're not going to be able to get the offense going. And this might be that weekend. Um, if we can do that and we're losing because the defense is not, you know, our secondary is losing the game, essentially. I want to keep Kaiser. I'm not worried about getting a quarterback. I'm worried about plugging up those other holes, those safety point or the safe, the spots in the safety, maybe getting another wide receiver at the top. Uh, I'm definitely okay with looking at replacing Crowell. I like the guy. Uh, he's done some good things sometimes, but uh, the guy is not the guy that you need. 
no, I'm with you on that. Uh, he can go. I, and I'm, and I've always, you know, made my feelings on the quarterback position pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I would be, I, I, and people think, I, I think people think I'm joking when I say this, but I'm a thousand percent honest. I would have no problem if the Cleveland Browns drafted Baker Mayfield number one overall, and then drafted Lamar Jackson with their second first round draft pick. I, 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 I honestly mean that. I, I would have no problem and take one in the second round too. I don't care. I, I, I'm at the point where you just literally take everything you can and go sign Kirk Cousins too. I mean, knowing the, knowing the Cleveland history, we would sign Kirk Cousins and he would pull a LaCharles Bentley and, and get hit by a bus or something. It's just when you have this big of a a hole for the Browns, it's it's too important for me to roll the dice on Kaiser from what I've seen. But at the end of the day, you did mention one thing, you know, with the defense. I was a little worried about what I saw against the Lions out of this team, mainly because they got gashed with the run. Yes. Um, that's something that they've hung their hat on. Now, the matchup against Jacksonville with that, they match up really well with Jacksonville offensively. Blake Bortles sucks. Yeah. I yeah. just – oh, my God. Have you ever – I mean, because I'm luckily – I kind of have a setup where I can watch multiple games on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I, I had the Jaguars on this past weekend. My brother has adopted the Jaguars as his second team because my brother Ew. just – the Browns have broken him. Uh, <laughs> they really, truly have. They've gotten to a point where it's close to me. And he picked up the Jaguars like two years ago. Because they sucked. And he says, I can't just jump to a winner. I'm not a, 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 a front runner like that. But anyways, I was just watching because it ended up kind of being a good game late. Blake Bortles is horrible. Like, watching Cleveland Browns quarterback, horrible. If that The thing is, if that Jacksonville quarterback, if he was league average, and I mean, take Tyrod Taylor. If you took Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. dropped him on, that Jacksonville team, I think, is the second best team in the AFC. So, I this this matchup on Sunday, I think a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is a sneaky matchup for the Browns. We can win." It, it's possible, but I do think, and that's only because of Blake Bortles. It's it'll be interesting to see how this defense goes because they're going to try to run Fournette, and they're going to try to run Fournette again and again and again. Well, and then they're going to try to build a little play action. I know Fournette's banged up a little okay, bit. Okay. And okay. You know, I don't like playing in the cold. Quit being a baby. <laughs> but, um, you know, and we'll, we'll see how it goes. The weather kind of sets up for one of those low-scoring, smash-mouth kind of games where they beat uh, San Diego last year. Uh-huh. But I don't know, man. I just don't see where the points are going to come. And we'll see how Kaiser does against his defense because I don't know if we're going to be able to block him. I, I, I just that, – that, that defensive front for Jacksonville is legit. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree, and, and that's kind of what, what I was—I uh, think I was saying at one point in time um, today—is is I, I think we're going to see a game plan, kind of like how we did with um, uh, um, oh the Vikings, where it's going to be just yeah. just behind. The, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if thirty to forty percent of his uh, his passes are either at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage or a yard or two ahead of the scrimmage or pitching it out to Crowell two yards in front of him. And hoping Crowell can run the ball. And if I know Crowell has played in cold uh, 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 and increment weather in the past, so he has some experience with it. And I'm hoping that kind of adds a plus to it. Uh, I'm not banking on it, but but this is me coming up with 
any possible way that we might be able to pull this game off. I don't have high hopes for this game, but you know, eh, you never, you get lucky sometimes, and you never know. You, well, go go. I don't know. Uh, you said you watched a little bit of the uh, uh, Jaguars game last week. Didn't they barely beat the uh, um, Chargers in overtime? Yeah. Both teams try to give that game away at the end. It was it was glorious, so, and it's just inefficiency. So it was it made my eyes hurt. I, I'm banking on another week of Jacksonville insufficiencies for us to win a game, but yeah. uh, I'm not ho- are planning on it. I'm hoping for it, but not planning on it. Um, it, it and it wouldn't it wouldn't blow my mind to see this game be nine three either. Yeah, I, I, I do think that. I mean, Blake Bortles is. Holy crap, is that guy bad? But you know, like, if Blake Bortles throws for 300 yards and the Browns haven't given up a 300-yard passer yet this year, I, I tell you what, I, I, I will say goodbye to this sweet earth. There's no <laughs> that can possibly happen. But I shouldn't say that too loud because the Browns always find a new low for me. So, uh, But it, I just think it'll be an interesting matchup moving forward here. I, I think it's definitely one of the more winnable games on the schedule moving forward for the Browns. If you want to talk about avoiding the 0-16 mark, uh, this is definitely one of the ones that you're going to have circled, but uh, it's not like you're going to catch Jacksonville, you know, with their pants down. They're in the middle of a playoff chase, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that gets going. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I do think there there are two other games that are quite possibly um, uh, games that are more favorable for us than not. And that's only because Aaron Rodgers is out. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to say the Packers game, and I, I could see the Chicago game possibly being another one of those games so that we could possibly come out there and win. God, I tell you what, I hope to pray and to little baby Jesus. <laughs> if there, there's any way the Browns are 0 14 going into Chicago for that Bears game, and if you if the Browns lose to Trubisky. To go to zero and fifteen, the media will just beat us over the head with that. It just you yeah, like if you thought that Deshaun Watson, Carlos Wentz, or Carlos Wentz, whatever, <laughs> went stuff. Yeah, Carlos. I don't know why I called him Carlos. Apparently he's from Spain. Um, was bad for for a, a little bit there. That week will be deafening. Yeah, from, and I'm not saying on dogs by nature. I'm just talking the LOL Browns narrative that kind of gets thrown around and rightly so yeah but that that week will just be brutal and yeah i, I you're right the packers brent hundley sucks yeah you know it, that's the thing like as we're sitting here kind of talking about drafting quarterbacks there was one point in time where a lot of people were like oh brent hundley's a first round quarterback brent hundley would be a good draft pick i hope brent hundley comes out that dude sucks out loud yeah. First of all, can somebody get him a real NFL helmet? Like he wears like that riddle helmet that you used to get as a kid on Halloween, <laughs> and uh, plays like it too. But uh, yeah, man, that 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 Packers game could be a little bit of a tricky one right there for them because. But I don't know if it was in Lambeau, I'd say no shot. But here in Cleveland, maybe, man, maybe, maybe, but eh, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I um. But yeah, those are the two games that I'm I'm kind of hoping that if we have a chance we, we go 2 and 14. Um <laughs> Hey, hooray, hey we doubled our wins from last year. Um, but but honestly, so let, let, let's let, let's get to the back to the Jacksonville game. 
what do you want to see happen offensively and what do you want to see happen defensively? You probably wrote about this on the uh, article, but, you know, hey, now we, we can hear you say these things. Uh, yeah, which is worse. Um, <laughs> no, uh, what, what I think will happen is I think the Browns will kind of get something done. Um, I I, yeah, I didn't put it in there, but I think you're, you 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 could be onto something there. Maybe they try the short passing game against the Vikings. Uh, if they try to do that here, I get good for Hugh. I, I don't think he will because I just I have zero confidence in Hugh. Um, but let's just pretend that he does. Uh, I still don't see how they move the football. The Browns wider. The wide receivers just don't scare anybody. And Jacksonville just has a defensive secondary that is filthy. I know the kind of the argument on dogs by nature this week was, hey, we didn't overpay for Tayshawn Gibson. Well, okay, that's great. Uh, Jacksonville's got one of the best secondaries in football, maybe the best football with uh, Seattle kind of taking a little bit of a backslide the past year or so. Yeah. Um, Ramsey's a superstar. If Ramsey was playing in Dallas – he would be easily considered one of the two, three best quarterbacks in football. Um, he's a little under the radar. As you can tell, he got under AJ's green skin. Oh, that the good was news beautiful. for him. That was beautiful. Yeah. But he doesn't have to get under anybody's skin against Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Um, I, I would like to see the tight ends a little more. I just, at this, because at this point in time, why not? Um, but uh, yeah, I, look. You're going to chat around the football. I, I just feel very down offensively. The I think the only way the Browns win this game is it's going to be turnovers. I think turnovers, the Browns, if I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly, I don't think they've won a turnover battle yet this season in a game. We they may have broken even on one or two, but I don't think they've won outright a turnover battle in a game yet. No, no. We came close last week. Um, <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> but hey, hey, on the plus yeah. side, unless you want to, uh, uh, unless you want to count that in into the first quarter or first half, oh god, run thing. You you know what I'm talking about, right? You know turnover that game. Yes. Yeah, the, the, was it a turnover? Was it not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you want to count that dumb thing. Um, yeah. Not a single turn. Or well, never mind. I take that back. Disregard because he threw the interception right at the end of the game. Yeah, the slay interception. But yeah, yeah. So I think the defense has to get, and I'm not. You know, being hyperbole wood or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think they need to force four turnovers. I, I think you're going to have to get four. And you may have to return one of them for a score. This kind of reminds me of the Indianapolis game. Uh, what was it? With Brian Hoyer. A couple years <laughs> your ago. Best, your best. Your yeah, favorite right? QB. Where he just gave that game away. They're going to need a defensive uh, performance like that. It, I would love to see Miles Garrett totally control the game. Uh, I, I, I know it's being picky but you know i didn't think he was that good against detroit i know other people were like oh yeah you know double teams this and double teams that okay beat a double team um and i know he had a couple pressures but i want to see the game changing defensive end uh that you, you would think with a jj watt or even going back like a reggie white somebody like that be, be that white. guy yeah yeah be that guy on sunday for me um but we'll see i, I think it's going to take that kind of I think I I think my final score was either twenty seven to three or thirty to three. I don't think this one's going to be pretty. But with Blake Bortles, he could get into. You, you could see that. I don't know if you see it the same way, but uh, now nah, I'm at halftime this uh, Sunday. I, it wouldn't surprise me if I'm you know already starting to kind of cruise for some other games. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, I know the feeling. Um, but every time that happens, I still sit there and I watch that game. I might flip back and forth, but I, I will finish the game because that is a a, a badge of honor there. Well, a, yeah. a resilience or something like, or sorts. So, um, 
So what what I'm expecting is, well, I'm hoping for is uh, either a we we are able to stop Fournette for the most part due to one he's not used to playing in cold weather, two uh, our run defense actually fixes itself from last week because we're not planning on them not being able to run the ball. Uh, we stop him and we are able to um, expose Blake Bortles for the Blake Bortles that we all know him for. Um, whether or not that's going to happen, I don't know. It all depends on how we run our secondary. Uh, it'd be nice to see Peppers playing in a little bit closer um, down the road, but we, we all know the, our feelings about Peppers, uh, yeah. and they're not positive right now. But, you know, it could ha- it could change because I'm, I'm – uh, I, I follow the, the the guidelines of easy the three year rule for the most part. Uh, yeah. There are, there are a few guys that are exception. Uh, some people think uh, Peppers is one. I disagree with that. I think he's just being played out of play uh, position right now. Uh, because like I said, going back to the, our previous conversation with the uh, draft stuff, uh, I think uh, he should be a strong safety slash middle linebacker uh, position. Um, and then we put a uh, actually draft a a true free safety, but not to get back into that too much. I would like to see that happen defensively, offensively. Like I said, short passes right at the line, right in front of the line, right behind the line. Uh, m- hopefully, maybe we get Corey Coleman going on some uh, uh, deeper routes uh, compared to anybody else. Maybe he can show that you know, hey. This is the guy you picked in the first round two years ago. This is who I'm supposed to be. I'll do something for you. Because he was doing those things, you know, week one and then back in the preseason. Granted, lots has changed since then. I don't know how much or how prepared he is because coming back from that injury. But I'm hoping for the best and expecting the worst from him. But um, I I know uh, Hugh Jackson said he was supposed to get a normal load of excuse me snaps so uh he's he's not going to be limited so that is exciting for me and then the last thing is going back to your miles garrett owning the line uh i can't remember who is who's their left tackle there um it wasn't uh jekyll it was like he went somewhere else is it cam robinson that dude sucked is it cam robinson Um, or something like that his name he got hurt. Uh, hold on a sec. I got a computer here in front of me. Okay. Oh, my God. It's because, 2017, right? Yes. We should be able to figure this out. I know, right. I don't know who. I, I, I know they did some off-season additions. Because someone, someone mentioned the fact that whoever the, the tackle Garrett's lining up against, he completely owned in college, and I'm hoping uh, we can get a reprise of that this week. Um, but I think that's the only way we're going to win is if we can uh, stop the run and expose Blake Bortles and kind of go, which which kind of goes on for what you're saying, uh, um, expose them and get those turnovers, uh, and, and that that's essentially how we're gonna be the only way we win. I don't necessarily think we're gonna score more than ten points. Well, I'm gonna say seventeen points because that's usually the average of everybody says the the loser. Look at you rounding up seven seventeen. Points. You're right. By the way, it was Cam Robinson. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, apparently he owned Cam Robinson back in college or something like that. And yeah. I'm I'm hoping we can see that again this week. Um, but that's what I'm expecting. Um, so with that, let's talk about your boy, Josh, yeah. Josh Gordon. Let's get to some hope in here. Finally, man. Good oh. God. Um, uh, I'm I, from from all the reports coming out. Josh Gordon is doing everything that Josh Gordon needs to do right, perfectly right. He's sure he's at all the meetings. He's 
has a sunny disposition. He's out there. He's quote unquote best shape of his life and really probably actually is in best shape of his life because he's actually sober and clean. So Aren't they always man, imagine well, did, I, did you see Mary Kay Cabot tweeted out a story about an hour ago saying that Josh Gordon was out at eleven o'clock last night with Greg Little, uh former Browns wide receiver. Um and of course that has immediately set everyone off. Um but I, I'm with you. I, I mean, that's that's kind of the world Josh has created for himself. Yeah. There's going to be doubters and the people that question it just like that. And you're right. Uh, everyone inside, at least that is talking to him, said he has been fantastic this week. Uh, it, it is one week. Uh, Josh Gordon does have a track record of um, – uh, Josh Gordon does have a track record of letting everyone down, uh, including himself. Uh, so, but he has done everything else, at least what the Browns are saying as that he's shown up. And to me, I, I, I have family members and loved ones that have dealt with addiction mm-hmm. and you know, if you, and I don't know about you and I'm not telling anyone they need to feel any certain way. Yeah. I get the Browns fan that is upset at Josh Gordon. What I and, you know, I've been touchy about it on Dogs by Nature before where I've asked people like people that have been just outwardly just demeaning to him, insulting and, you know, F Josh Gordon and the stuff on Twitter. And he mentioned some of these people that, you know, have been rude to him in public. And part of that is just part of the business. Yeah, uh, it, it, it sucks. I've seen it up close where um a guy plays his ass off, makes one mistake, and oh, he sucks. He's yeah. a bum. And it, it's easy for us as fans to say that stuff to guys. But for Josh, I think he was a kid who got caught up in this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it, it's been part of his life. And it's easy for everyone to sit from the outside and say, what an idiot. He couldn't quit pot for millions of dollars. On the surface, you're right. But below that surface, you're talking about an addiction issue. Well, that um, he was also enabled. You, you, I don't know if you read any of the GQ sure. reports or anything like that. Stuff. The, I yeah. mean, his his coaches were helping him pass drug tests and stuff. They all knew right. it, and they didn't help him. They, they, they did nothing but, you know, enable him to keep doing it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure, you know, go back to college. They suspended him the first game of, of his rookie year or something like that. You know, he might have gone, oh, crap, you know, this is my future. I don't want to mess it up. But he did it for so long, it's just like you can't quit. And going right. back, back to the bad things about people saying, and, and this is what I said last year because it's actually kind of funny we're talking about this. Last year, the uh, back when uh, Easy was doing his square table things, it was actually uh, the first time I ever did one of these things. I, I joined him on that, and it was the day he got went back. To, he said he was going to rehab, and he was just gone. Yeah. My 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 exact words was, as a player, Josh Gordon is dead to me. I hope him the best. I hope he gets his life figured out. Maybe we'll see him. But up until I see him playing and on the field as a player, he is dead to me. But I wish him the best. And that's really what it was. It's like, you know, I don't want to worry about Josh Gordon as a player. 
Um, I'm not, I, I, and if I read anything, you know, hey, he's rehabbing, he's doing good and stuff. I, it, it gets that little little uh, um, voice in the back of your head getting really excited about it. And honestly, yep. I never believed this, this. I mean, granted, we are not quite just there yet. I never thought he would step foot in Berea ever again in his life, let alone suit up in a, a, a football uniform whatsoever. Never thought it was, that day was ever going to happen. Uh, I thought thought he was going to be like uh, Blackman for um, uh, the Jaguars. Yeah, Justin Blackman. Yes. Yeah. But it, it's exciting to see him and see him hopefully do well. And I, I don't know how anyone can – and by the way, I, I just want to state for the record, I'm not absolving Josh Gordon of what he did wrong. I don't think you were either. No, um, no. You know, with the coaches and everything at, at Baylor, I don't think he was put in good situations. But let's not be, you know, we also need to be aware that Josh made poor decision after poor decision after poor decision. Yeah, he is and, an adult. And that, and, and see, that's that's a term that's thrown around. We just got to remember, this is a kid that was 22. Yeah. And, and we, and you know, I, I hate, to, I don't want to sound like I'm lecturing anybody, but we're talking about a 22-year-old kid who has never had millions of dollars before in his life. Yeah. Has millions of dollars, hanger-ons, people that, you know, enable his behavior, people that want to party, and it doesn't take much for someone to make a bad decision in that. And I thought what was telling with his, uh, was it on uh, the the video he did where he got suspended and he because he slept in for that final game mm-hmm. and he even said you know what man if everyone thinks i'm just this party animal and drug addict and a loser f it that's what i'll go do and that that hit home to me yeah We're talking about a 20 year old kid who or a 22 year old kid 23 year old kid 24 come on man i mean who didn't do dumb stuff when you're 24 and now too there's far gonna away be from out there says, yeah and you know hey oh well i didn't well good for you you, you, you know, you are a better person than Josh Gordon. So no, to no, me, no, I, I'm just is, oh, sorry, sorry. No, I no, no. I was gonna say you. Oh, okay, just, saying, no, no, no. You're fine. You're the, fine. Sorry. Yeah, and and, and 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 it cracks me up that you know Josh Gordon's a loser by the guy who shotgunning a beer at 7 a.m. in the Muni parking lot, ready <laughs> to get hammered before the football game. You know what I mean? It, yeah. That, that kind of stuff doesn't compute to me. Yeah. Um. Obviously, my stance on marijuana is. A hundred percent opposite of what the NFL is, but to me, this whole Josh Gordon thing is—I'm rooting for Josh Gordon, the person. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I—I I, I didn't think he would play for the Browns again because I thought the Browns were too dumb. Uh, I thought he would come back at some point in time because talent rules all in the NFL. No matter what anyone tells you, that is what it is. That is—I think we all understand. But sometimes. We forget how much. There's a reason Greg Hardy's dirt because he could get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. There's a reason Ray Rice didn't have a job after he did what he did because he sucked. Um, that's the big deal here. Can you still hear me? By the way, it's popping up. It said it had a low connection problem there. Yeah, yeah, it, it did break up a little bit, but we're we're good to go. Okay. Um, so it, to me, it's all about the talent and the best story I ever had, uh, is, uh, Ryan Stewart. He does a radio show. I uh, used to play for the Detroit lions Okay. and uh, the lions were actually having a problem with tardiness 
And this was when Wayne Fonts was the head coach. And uh, they were on the road. And Wayne Fonts told the team the night before, he says, all right, everyone is on the bus at 8 a.m. sharp. And I swear to God, if any of you aren't on this bus, I'm leaving you. And I'm going to dock you a game check, and I will cut your ass. Right? Mm-hmm. And Ryan, who played safety, he's like, all right, man, coach means business. Well, sure enough, the next morning, everyone hustles up, gets on the bus, and they do a head count. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, they do a head count, and they're one short on the bus here. And uh, Fonts loses his shit, just goes nuts. And starts screaming, and, you know, this is why we're losing, you know, you guys have no respect, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, he turns to the bus driver, he goes, fire it up. We're leaving him. We're, we're going. I don't give, you know. And uh, one, of the, one of the assistant's coaches stands up and goes, hey, hey, Wayne, no, we, we got to wait. We got to wait. And uh, I guess Wayne turns and just loses it on. He's like, no, I said we'd leave it. I don't care who it is. And the coach goes, it, it's Barry. Talking about Barry Sanders. Oh, yeah. And Wayne Fonts goes, hold the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and apparently he was caught up doing – he was doing something for – it was like a TV or an interview, a real quick interview or something like that. And uh, the media relations guy was like, it's actually my fault. But it, it just shows you that you know if it would have been a backup tight end – Ah, the hell with them. That dude's cut. But when it's Barry Sanders, one of the greatest running backs of all time, it's hey, hold on a sec. We 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 need Barry. Uh, so getting back to it with Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon, I think is one of those talents. Uh, and we as Browns fans have watched horrible football, but those games where Josh Gordon played, it was a different game. Yeah. And even you, when you watch a Packers game and you see Aaron Rodgers play, it's a different game. Tom Brady, these guys that can just change a football team josh gordon was one of those so yeah i'll hold out hope on top of just the personal aspect story that i'm rooting for josh gordon i'm holding out hope for that feeling again yeah me me too and and going back to what you're saying about you know your backups uh perfect example was um what was that guy that prior guy that safety that we had we we traded the jets for uh calvin prior yeah calvin and he got in a yeah. fight with lewis and we cut him because you know it's like we ain't doing that um, I'm not sure if that was exactly it or the fact that he actually just sucked, but yeah. um, uh, probably both. Yeah, yeah. But uh, go, and also, like you said, he 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 changes the game. Um, I mean, he looked. He had what he his uh, what 2012 2013 where he led the league in rushing or passing yards and everything, and he was missed two games. And the quarterback who was throwing the ball to him was freaking Brandon Whedon. Um, right, I and honestly, I, if we if we base off Kaiser in the last couple games, if Kaiser can keep that style of play and keep up with that and grow on that, and we have him throwing the uh, uh, um, Josh Gordon, I don't see how we can't win or can't not win a game or two, even if it's just by luck. Um, yeah, I mean, just throw the ball to jo- Josh Gordon, let him run a hundred yards down the field. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Really? I, I saw a stat on Twitter yesterday, and I think I retweeted it out on the DBN account. The Browns, according to one one person who counted it up, have Browns wide receivers have dropped 353 yards, and I don't think oh. that's the exact number. But you, no, it's 356. It's, 356. I know exactly what you're you talking go. about. And there was four right. interceptions that were on the wide receivers. And they've dropped 300. Now, and that's just from my understanding of it, 
just if they were tackled right where they caught yeah, the football. Yeah. Imagine if they broke a tackle or yeah. you hit somebody in stride. Yeah. And and some of those were. Uh, some of those ones that Lewis have had dropped down the sidelines have just been backbreakers. Yeah. And imagine Josh Gordon catches those. Uh-huh. Now, we, we go back to can the Browns win a game? I tell you what, Josh Gordon darn near by himself beat Jacksonville a couple years ago when yes. he went for 200 yards. He can do it. Uh, if he's back and he's himself, and I know everyone's like, well, temper your expectations, you know. Mm-hmm. Remember, he made Brian Hoyer a crappy quarterback. No, 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 no. Brian Hoyer sucked. Uh, I, 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 I never – I hate that argument. I will, I will fight that <laughs> argument with every ounce of my being. Will he be the Josh Gordon of 200-yard back-to-back games? Probably not. No, but- Could he? Yeah, he could, though. I mean, that's the thing. He could. Yeah. I don't care. You, you could play – Ricardo Lewis against eight defenders every snap, and he would not have 200 yards in a game. Yeah, that's it, just it. He's not going to. Exactly. And even 60% of what Josh Gordon was in those 200-yard games is better than the wide receivers we have other than maybe Coleman by at least a good 50 to 60% margin. I mean uh, – I mean, no doubt. He could have lost his legs like Lieutenant Dan and be out there running routes in a wheelchair. And I'm still throwing him wide receiver screens over <laughs> Ricardo Lewis. Just, <laughs> and that's just going to happen. Uh, man, yes. I, I, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, I am so excited to get Gordon back. Um, uh, I, I think we will see a big jump in um, Kaiser's play. Uh, you get him there. You get Coleman on there. Uh, you keep throwing it to Duke um, and handing it on Duke on third downs. I, I like what we've seen, the little bit of what we've seen from Treggs. I know the guy is a little bit shorter, and we picked him off practice squad. But the guy ain't half bad as as a you know a fourth or fifth wide receiver. He right. ain't bad. So that's, and I'm with you. But the problem is he's asked to be a one or a two here in Cleveland. Yeah, and that's that. That's where you get into the problem. But you're right. If let's say in the off season here, the Browns and let's just cross our fingers, say a hail mary, and hope everything goes well. Josh Gordon gets through an off season. Mm-hmm. He's back next year. You have Coleman. You go out there. You draft Geis. You draft Lamar Jackson. You put that offense on the field with Injoku, Gordon, Coleman, a dynamic running back. You bring back Joe Thomas. Hopefully he wants to come back. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, that offense has playmakers. Yeah. You have speed. You I, Look, Sashi, I, we won't get into his draft record and everything like that, but I will say this. He is drafting athletes, and that is something that you can win with in the NFL. Now, they got to learn to play football, and you're starting to see that a little bit with Njoku and some of these other young guys. Mm-hmm. But if you can get those guys on there, I tell you what, you have the makings of a nasty offense with some playmakers. Of course, you got to keep everyone walking the straight and narrow and also keeping guys improving. But uh, I, you can see the finish line here for this offense, though, if they can hit on some draft picks. Yes, yes, yes. And, and, and really, like I, like I said, if Kaiser can go out there and play a game acceptable, uh, keep playing like he did last week and the week before, and keep growing on that, and and maybe you know maybe he throws two interceptions, three or four interceptions for the rest of the season, um, and maybe he matches his interception to touchdown ratio, and maybe he might miss it by a couple. Um, if he can keep doing that, and, and he's run, you know maybe running the ball, running a touchdown two or there to kind of make up for that. Personally, if we come to draft next year and we don't pick up a quarterback and he's showing that what he had last week for the rest of the season, 
I don't think I, I I understand you know everybody's grab the quarterback, grab a quarterback, grab a quarterback. But if he keeps showing that, I don't think you need to be too upset. And 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 I know I'm going to be completely wrong and every, or I'm going to be completely right about this. And and people are going to get upset if we don't take a quarterback. Um, it, just just because that's the nature of the beast. Uh, we um, I mean, look, go back to 2016. Everybody was either team golf, team Wentz. We couldn't get golf. We did decide to trade down not to get Wentz. And, well, we, we're still hearing about to this day. Um, oh, my defense about the – and now in hindsight, everybody's doing the same thing about with Watson. Except for Watts, what happened to Watson is exactly why I think they did not want to take him. He shattered his – or his knee pretty much exploded in a non-contact injury. I think he's going to deal with that type of stuff in the long run. Did he look amazing out there? Yes, but I don't think he's going to stay at that level. And I think a couple years hindsight from now, people are going to realize, hey, that wasn't such a bad idea not to get him. Now, you can argue that um, taking Peppers instead of him was a bad choice. At this point, yeah, I, I will completely admit, you know, I'd rather have a broken quarterback than what Peppers <laughs> has done right now. I, 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 I would not argue with that point. But I think in hindsight, not taking him – uh, was a better option because now by not taking Watson, we now have those two first round picks because we can take, you know, take say Baker Mayfield or whoever you want or Lamar Jackson or whatever fancy quarterback that you want. That's nice and pretty and packaged up. And then you use that second uh, top, what looks like now is going to be a top 10 pick by Detroit, not taking Watson. You can add that, you know, explosive uh running back or wide receiver or whatever guy that fancies your uh uh noodles and everything if you take yeah. that you put that in there hindsight are you going to be upset that we did that in the long run probably not i get people's frustration because you know we are still losing we're still losing but we are not a quarterback away right now. Um, even if Kaiser was playing, you know, look like Wentz his his rookie way Wentz looked his rookie year, we still would not be a quarterback away from being good. We still have about two, three uh, positions that need to be filled up along with that quarterback position. At least that's in my mind. Uh, yeah. So I'm I, I'm 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 I'm, all, I'm very pro Sashi. I have been this whole way, and I've been and I'm I'm cool with being patient. Um, because ninety, or for the most part, the players that he has gotten are solid. I mean, uh, look, look yeah. we, we got Durango out there who's filling in for Joe Thomas. It's not doing a bad job. Sean Coleman looked surprising looked, me. Yeah, I, I know Sean Coleman looked pretty good, or, or has been looking pretty good uh, at right tackle. I think we uh, we we can lead, lay the uh, Mitchell Schwartz argument to rest now. Never, never. Hashtag, <laughs> uh, I, I'll fight that one to the death. But I see what you're saying. Yes. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba, uh, like Greg Williams said today, he is not getting but, enough respect. Uh, that yeah. dude is a monster. We got him uh, in the second round. Top second, yeah. And, and uh, there's players through it. I mean, Ogan Joby, he's been doing good. Uh, there, there are, you go through this roster, uh, and, and you if you break down all these picks, and even not just the picks, but the free agency signings, uh, this year, and then the uh, uh, um, undrafted free agents we brought in, Brian Bally Calhoun. Who would have expected that to be happening? I mean, he is Love he is literally the top slot receive or slot cornerback in the league right now, according to PFF. I know some people throw PFF aside. I use it to some aspect to they. It's good at helping gauging things, um, right? 
It's a tool. Yeah, we, we signed McCourty. He's one of the, been one of the top uh, cornerbacks in the league this year. Granted, he's older, but at least you know it, the, 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 the position is not completely barren this year. So we're not letting Bree and Bally Calhoun trying to do everything. Um, I, I would take him over Hayden right now. I love Hayden. Cool guy and everything. Have no issue with him as a person. But right now, McCourty over Hayden, I, I, I'm not too upset about it. Uh, no, and I think that's a pretty. I think that's a pretty easy agreement. But I and allow me to say this, and I, I'm I'm with you. But I would trade every single one of those guys for Deshaun Watson. I, I just and that's I think that's where the danger part is. And I know you didn't want to touch on this stuff. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. It's just I, I think as a front office, you've had two years where you have just kicked the can down the road and down the road. At some point in time, you got to shoot your shot. Yeah. Um, oh, I, 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 it's just this has got to be the year for me. You can't go into next year with a second-round draft pick who has had more downs than ups. And obviously the rest of the year could be quite different. But at the end of the day, the quarterback position has to be addressed one way or the other. Uh, but I, I see what you're saying, though. I think the roster construction has been solid outside of the quarterback but that's like saying hey you're putting together a really nice car when are you going to put an engine in it and you know that that's great and all you can have the best looking wheels and a perfect paint job and a beautiful interior but if that thing's sitting in your garage and not going anywhere you're not getting any chicks with it oh, I, just, oh at I, the end I, of the day i, I can really understand you that well yeah. well he, he, he here's my question for you okay say Okay, you agree for for his being his first game, the Steelers game wasn't a bad game at all. Not at all. Yeah, okay, correct. so so last week wasn't a bad game at all. Correct. Uh, what was your opinion about the Vikings game? Good. I, I think I live here in Minnesota. I, I have to cover the Vikings a little bit. Okay. The Vikings okay. can chew up a quarterback. Yeah. I, I actually was moderately impressed with what he did against the Vikings. And so was the coaching staff. I hate saying anything positive about this coaching staff, <laughs> but same thing there. So so let, let's say he goes out and plays seven more games just as good, if not better. Technically, you'd have more good than bad at the end of the season. Yep. So it really wouldn't be kicking the can. Uh, I, I, I get that, that – that, as Browns fans, we are never we will never be satisfied until tenured Aaron Rodgers goes out there as a rookie and just launches <laughs> down the field and scores twenty touchdowns per game. And I and, I, and really that no offense to the, you guys out there, um, just the way I see things from on the chow and stuff. That's what I believe. Some of you will not be happy. Until We're a miserable we'll, fan base. Six, We're a miserable we, we, fan base. We'd have to be sixteen and zero, shut out the other team, and score at least, and have the quarterback rating one hundred and fifty eight point three every game, till you might be mildly satisfied. And you'd still argue about that one drop that our wide receiver had. No, they still bitch that we don't run the ball enough. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that, that, that's true. <laughs> but I, I love you guys out there. But it, it, it's just you know, out of all the all the quarterbacks we have brought in other than maybe Tim Couch but this is before my my time as a Browns fan so I don't really know much about Tim Couch as a player I never really watched him play um other than maybe him the 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 quarterback in our building right now has I think the highest ceiling um than any quarterback we've had with the right build for what we need him for now, Johnny Manziel did have a lot of skill sets that a for a quarterback, but I think there were some things 
that he did that just didn't wouldn't work for us at least at this time he just couldn't do it yeah yeah but yeah i don't know i mean i like brady quinn i i and i get killed for it sometimes on dbn (laughs) i i I wish he would have gone to a functional franchise yeah i don't know if whatever would have been good but i think he could have been a poor man's kirk cousins like what you're seeing now with him if he had gone to someone that could have developed him yeah but he didn't and so i mean i see what you're saying but to me kaiser could play lights out the rest of this year and I'm talking, you know, two touchdowns, zero interceptions, two touchdowns, one interception, just good, solid football. I'm still drafting a quarterback 1-1. I, I, I just am. And if he beats him out, great. We have a Rivers-Breeze situation on our hands. And we, we, we can trade someone down the road. Uh, but to me, I just I, – I, that's just me. Oh. And, you know, it, that's, the, that's what makes this great is because you, you are absolutely right in your line of thinking i'm absolutely right in my line of thinking Mm -hmm. and that's just that's what makes sports great that's what makes it fun to be on dogs by nature every single day yes and as long as we don't start calling each other names and getting going down that road but for the most part of it man it's it's fun and uh, i i I hate to run my wife is telling me we got i got a dinner meeting to be at hey you're good you're um, good this is more than 30 minutes and hey you're welcome to come back anytime this has been fun you have my direct email now, so if you ever need anything, you know, please shoot me. Just shoot me an email, and if I got some time, I, I, I work really early in the morning, so usually my afternoons are kind of okay, especially if my wife's home. She can kind of help with the kids. Yeah. So, uh, seriously, I, I, I had a blast on here. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the Browns pick up a win on Sunday. But, uh, nah, man, I had a blast joining you. All right. Well, I think this will do it for this week at Absolute Browns. Oh, and since oh, BTB man, is not man. here right now, it is 6.03 Eastern Standard Time. And the Pittsburgh Steelers still suck. <laughs> Go Browns. And to see it through, and you'd call my name. But what would you say if you knew my flame? Then who are you? Oh, and you call. Down in Anchor State. And if they told you what Then why are you standing there All of my life My name is Spencer Hall My name is Jason Kirk My name is Ryan Nanny And when we combine, we form The, the Shutdown, Shutdown Fullcast Fultron I keep telling you, we're not Voltron. The Shutdown Fullcast is technically a college football podcast, but it's also a show about lawn care disasters, regional grocery stores we love, Tennessee Batman, homeowners associations, bears and video games. I mean, there's also some actual football discussion, like about coaches having huge contracts or coaches making terrible decisions or coaches saying really stupid things. Or the NCAA saying really stupid things. Yeah, there's lots of stupid things in this big, dumb, beautiful sport. Sometimes we talk about football games. Allegedly. If you want to take college football exactly as seriously as it deserves to be taken, come find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts like this one. The Shutdown Fullcast. It's not Voltron.